In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. You are listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. Today, we're taking the untested advice of two beings who claim to be ghosts with Devlin Wilder. Devlin, is Peanut Butter Solution a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade? Uh, 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 oh, it definitely will be remade. Oh, you think? In the next in the next 10 years, I estimate. Ah, I think that's a good estimate. Tell mm-hmm. me why. Listen, everything comes back. We got we got a new Ghostbusters. We got uh, uh, I mean Full House came back. Roseanne came back. It's all coming back. It all comes back around. What's the name for Roseanne? My, uh, what was it? Garfield the... minus Garfield. Roseanne minus Roseanne. <laughs> the Connors. It's just the Connors now. That's probably better. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, for everyone. For except Roseanne, maybe I guess. And honestly. Now the now the caller's off. She can do whatever she wants, and it's just and she's out, going to. I'm sure that's true. <laughs> I mean, she's. I don't. I don't think she's really hurting. No, I, I think. I think she's okay. Which leads you to wonder why they were going to do the show in the first place. Because I don't think anyone is hurting. But you know what? It's not important. No, we're not here to talk about Roseanne. <laughs> we're here to talk about the weirdest movie ever made. Peanut butter <laughs> solution. Now, Peanut Butter Solution is a movie that is so good, you can find it entirely for free on YouTube. That's right. That's right. Peanut Butter Solution, a movie that, when I say, have you heard of Peanut Butter Solution? (laughs) Chances are, you probably haven't. Everyone, with the exception of one or two people, and you, Devlin, who recommended the movie, have said... (laughs) What? What the hell is that? And the way I've been describing the movie is... So there's this kid who gets scared so bad he loses all of his hair. Mm -hmm. And then he encounters two ghosts who are robbing him in his kitchen. And they give him a formula for something that is supposed to regrow his hair. And hijinks ensue. That's as about... uh, That's about as short a version as you can put it. Yeah, I, I would say so. Because... That sentence both describes this movie and has nothing to do with this exactly. movie. How on earth did you first hear about Peanut Butter Solution? So, um, in my tiny town of Centralia, Illinois... Um, Say the name of it again? Centralia. And where in Illinois is it? It is smack dab in the middle of... Would you say it's in the South center? Central Illinois. So, Centralia is in the center? That's correct. That's the joke I'm trying to make? Exactly. Is it working? It is. All and right. And it is it is a joke so lame that it and entirely encompasses the essence of the town. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe the only the only thing of news that uh, that ever actually happened in Centralia was in nineteen thirty two. Is me, hooray! And here I am. Uh, was in nineteen thirty two. They had a coal mine disaster. Made all the front pages throughout the, the you know tri-county area and uh and that was that now we have uh and then for a long time we had the winningest high school basketball team in the nation the orphans which is oh no (laughs) oh yes (laughs) oh devlin no oh yes uh thankfully i have nothing to do with athletics unless you're talking about quidditch so i didn't have anything to do with them 
Um, but yeah, since I, I think I think they were quote the winningest until about I just totally did air quotes. I hate myself until about uh, three or four years ago or something, which is nuts. That's wild. It's totally nuts. In fact, the the high school and and football teams were so popular for so long that the school board this was about seven years ago or so lobbied the i don't know the county or the state or both to give them like three million dollars to build a new high school and it looks it looks like the disney castle like it looks this high school is something from the future and that is literally the old high school that i grew up in that i lived every moment of my of my teenage years in and uh gone all all that stuff actually it's still there they just left it there it's a ghost town in fact, Creepy. it's one hundred percent haunted. I have any any time I get to go back, I I go over there and just walk around at night. It'll give you that feeling like Peter Parker seeing the uh, seeing Thanos' ships from from the bus. I mean, it'll just raise all your you uh, arm hairs. That's right. Ooh, I don't like that at all. Also, <laughs> like I would hate to be one of those kids on the team. It's like we're the winningest team for twenty years. That's right. Are you going to be the one that screws it up? <laughs> right. Are you? Mm-hmm. Pass I'd the be b- intimidated. Pass the ball, Jake. <laughs> exactly. We have too much riding on this. We built a Disney castle. It's no joke, man. It's no joke. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> so how did that lead to you hearing about uh, this movie? Yes, I, that had nothing to do with me hearing about that. Any- no, but it was anyway. a great... Uh, <laughs> I love tangents. So... There was nothing to do in my town, as you may have guessed. So I would go to the local grocery store, which was IGA. They had a, a little Shout out video IGA. department. That's right. I would just go in and rent pretty much like the same five movies every single week <laughs> and just watch them over and over and over and over. One was Ghostbusters, and one of them was The Peanut Butter Solution. And why I got such a kick out of that movie, I just cannot tell you. I've already... I've always had a pretty warped, you know, very sure. full imagination. And for whatever reason, as weird and creepy and sort of terrifying as this movie is, <laughs> I loved it. And I kept watching it. I mean, that's amazing. That certainly tells me your history with the movie, but it doesn't tell me how you first heard about it. Because if I, you rented these five movies over and over again, there must have been the first time that you were like, oh, a peanut butter solution. I think probably Mayhaps it was... I shall try. I think probably it was something that my mom saw and very innocently thought, oh, this this has magical fantasy elements in it. Mm-hmm. And she rented it for me. I'm, I'm sure that's how it happened originally, is that my sure. mom rented it for me, and then I'm like, oh my god, this is, this is nuts. I have to keep <laughs> watching this forever. Um, and then... Once once I brought it up to you, I probably hadn't seen it in 15 years or something. But uh, And I will admit to you now that we're finally sitting here, because we've been trying to do this for months. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Mostly no, my please. fault. Don't worry about uh, it. Life is crazy, man. <laughs> I was going to watch it, and then I didn't until today. And I got about, I got about 60% through it. But I, but I have, I have most, I think I have most of what happened in my mind. I also have an admission to make about this movie. <laughs> it's entirely available on YouTube. That's so right. I watched it at one and a half times speed. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this is a movie. 
Yeah. And I'm going to be perfectly honest, I was really excited to talk about this movie. Because it's one of those movies that this is, I'm sorry, I know this is connected to your childhood, this is a bad movie. Oh, it's terrible. This is an awful movie. Oh, yeah. I hate every single person in this entire movie. Every single one. There are children in this movie. I hate them. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. There is someone in this movie who I respected as an actor. (laughs) No longer. And I now have to not respect them as an actor. <laughs> I'm going to give this... It's the, the guy uh, who played the, the, the senor, bully. right? The oh, senor? the bully? Oh, I don't know who plays the senor. Uh, Is the senor the dude from Battlestar Galactica? I thought the bully was the kid from Battlestar Galactica. Was the dude from Battlestar Galactica. There's someone in this oh, movie... Oh, the bully. Right, right. Oh, right. The, as far as I can tell, the most famous person in this movie went on to have a role in Battlestar Galactica. He was the one who looks like John McCain in Battlestar Galactica. Okay. And I, I I'm pretty, like, it's, oh no, I'm sorry. It was the dad. The dad is, uh. Ah, uh, yes. Because when I'm looking we this up. We have a lot on, to talk about with the dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking, I was looking this up on IMDb and the character's name is Billy Baskin. I'm like, oh, Billy Baskin, that must be one of the kids. No, that's the dad. Yeah. So you don't name it. William Baskin, Bill Baskin, no, Billy Baskin, not even just the dad. <laughs> right. It's a, the actor who plays it is, uh So here's the thing about most of the uh, episodes we do. Normally I can say, watch this movie, talk to someone who's watched this movie. We have to give a synopsis of this movie. We have to walk through this movie. Well, I think you did a pretty good job starting out. It, it's really hard to simplify the plot of this movie because it has 32 different plots. It really does. I mean, it starts out, it starts out with this. I mean, the opening production title is like they're, they're going into a circus or something. It's so weird. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're watching it the first time going, oh, this is gonna be a fun, bright, happy kids movie. Oh boy, are you in for several surprises. <laughs> and then it's a child voiceovering about the futility of life. That's right. <laughs> so, it, alright, so let's describe <laughs> this basic family unit. It's Matthew the Kid, and that's the last name you're gonna get from me. Because I'm just going to describe them in relation to Matthew the Kid. It's Matthew the Kid, his sister, and his dad. Uh, the same kid. way I have it in my notes. Okay, yeah. good. So, the mom left, not that, died, left. I have that exact note. She she just, she left. We don't know where she went. We don't know what happened. The, there's no, like like mystery opened up no. until until later we find out okay she went to australia cuz remember he gets he keeps trying to call his mom and things keep happening right? right and then later on about halfway through the movie he calls and he's like what's the what's the, the country code, code yes for... for for australia so we know that we know that she's in australia but we don't really know the circumstances and it's Frankly, not it doesn't really matter. important, but it's it 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 seems like it's going to be a very dramatic point, mm-hmm. like because it's it's brought up in the first you know minute of the movie, right. like oh uh, mom's not around. Voiceover about how sad I am about right. it. Right. <laughs> but then, okay. Oh God, I, it's I so don't, weird. I don't have any idea how I'm going to stay with them um, in time. I'm probably going to bounce all over because there's so much to get through in this freaking movie. It's too much. Did you notice 
when he, when the dad, um, when they're in the hospital, I should probably save this for later, but I'm afraid if I don't bring it up now. I'll Fine, forget. go for it. When they're, when they're coming to the hospital, they're walking, there's this shot where they're walking through the hallway and the nurse walks by and the dad is totally checking her out. Full. Oh man. Full body look. Yeah. I mean, it was and so gross and weird. The entire scene, like they left that in there specifically. I don't know if they were trying to say something about the dad, but they obviously were because it was not just the one moment. She walks by. He gives her a full body check. She walks further down the hall. He looks over his shoulder and gives her another look. It's like, all right, Mr. Creepy. It's a French movie, right? Is it French? It's not. Something. It's in English. I'm so confused. But like, it's like a French production company or something. And it's got to be the point where the director was like, this is funny. People will laugh at this. But like, okay. So... That the dad's not even the most interesting character for me. No. The most interesting and best character in the movie is his sister. Right. Because the mom's quote unquote gone. So the sister starts wearing her clothes and just pretending to be the mom. That's right. I kept expecting there to be a scene where the dad's sitting in bed and the sister crawls in the bed next yeah, to yeah. him. And he I just want it like in our remake, I want that to happen. And the dad just goes, What do you go to your room? Yeah. Look, I get that you want to like help take care of us or whatever. In the the opening scene, that's one of the first points of contention between her and Michael is that she's wearing their mother's robe, and he's like, "Oh, there she is, wearing wearing my mom's robe again." And you expect him to, if it were made now, he would have been like that bitch. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) he would. And all right, and she kind of is. And yet she's, she's still kind of the best character. Oh, absolutely. But the, 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 she's trying to be like mature. Are you, and- are you sure she is the best character though? Because then we've got Connie, aka Conrad, but he goes by Connie. His friend? Yes. I hate his friend. <laughs> Again, I hate all these stupid kids. <laughs> but it, uh, alright, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, so the production company is La Production La Inc. Oh. So, la la. It's, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. It's not French. It's Quebecois. Ah. So, it probably filmed in Montreal, Canada. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. That makes total sense. Uh, the director is, um, uh, Michael Rubo. The writers are Vojtek Jasny, André Pelletier, Louis Pelletier, and Michael Rubo. It, I, it, uh. I mm, this is a bad movie. <laughs> so basically, but it's what I, you have to watch. So this kid, uh, Matthew, goes on this diatribe about how the, everything's terrible in the world. He saw a random homeless guy on the side of the street, and it was and so gave sad him for him. All the money that he had, all the money that he had. I'm like, all right, Buck. Right, <laughs> nice of you. He dug really deep for that dollar yeah. too. He's like. Hey, because I, Matthew, am a good person. Right. And he proceeds to spend the entirety of the movie talking about how much better he is than everyone else in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because I hate Matthew. And mostly voiceover. Yeah. Look, there's a reason why a lot of, like, a modern lot writers... Years. Yeah, well, there's a lot of reasons why modern writers and people, like, voiceover is so bad, it's such a cop-out. This is the example. Here's why. That's right. So, <laughs> Connie, his friend, is this is the only splash of color in this whole movie. He's uh-huh. this Asian kid. He's the token Asian. Token right? Asian, 
who I feel like is trying to do his impression of the Asian kid from The Goonies the entire movie. Uh-huh. And, and Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, I mean, basically. Uh. Yeah. Look, Matthew's awful to this poor kid. And this kid just keeps protecting Matthew. I yeah. don't know why. It's because everyone hates him because Except he's Asian. in the part where... They go up to, well, no, no. The abandoned building? You're you're absolutely right. Well, he sort of protects him, but he's also an instigator. Because, remember, he's, Connie is the one that kept trying to get him to go. Into the building. Into the building. So there's this abandoned building. Connie kind of gets up this uh, ramp of, like, debris. Like, I'm going to go in. Ah, it's too scary. I'm running away. I bet you can't get further than me. I bet you can't get further than me. No, stop. Don't go in the building, you idiot. And that's the scene. And then Matthew gets so scared that he screams, tumbles down the debris, and everyone's like, uh, Macaulay Coke and Home Alone moment. Oh, my God. He has no hair. Completely bald. For some reason, he's scared so bad. He, he saw something, but we don't know what he saw. <laughs> and what I love so much about that, too, is like, so the the thing with the building is we we hear... We hear early on that there was this big fire. There was this big fire that happened, and it burnt this building down. And it's been there for a long time. It was yeah. it was like an old estate. We we don't really know its official history. We know it's been there for a long time. There was this huge fire that Connie's all excited about because there were fire trucks everywhere and stuff. And he was, you know, and kids he's, love he's fire kind trucks. Of a, He's kind of a, a a glutton for disaster. He's like, it was so awesome. There were I heard the screams and I saw the firefighters running around. Uh, okay, um, I hate those firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> but they get to this building and there's there's all the the house is still mostly there except for this hill of rubble, and then there's this perfectly uh, together like little like a like a bridgeway right up to the doorway on the second floor right. very conveniently right and so connie starts crawling up it spider-man style and he's like yeah. come on michael come on you you gotta you gotta check this out that's why we're here we came all the way here you gotta you gotta go so then connie jumps out michael jumps in starts spider-manning up and then immediately, seconds later, Connie is at the bottom of the rubble going, dude, actually, this is a terrible idea. You shouldn't go any farther. No, stop. No, no, don't keep going. This is going to this is going to end up terrible. And then, of course, he falls right inside and tumbles down and screams. And uh, <laughs> we've got an inciting incident. Yeah, we sure do. So. Matthew loses all of his hair and. His life is over. Completely. Everyone hates him. They make fun of him. He can't play sports. He's just miserable. He is an awful person to everyone around him. Yeah. Because he has no hair. And so finally, like, the sister and the dad, they're like, we got you something. We got you a wig. <laughs> and so finally, he's like, I look like a real boy again. Well, that is. It takes him a few tries <laughs> to put it on. He's, right. he's being he's being totally whiny, and they're well. Although they're like they trick him <laughs> into sitting on the couch, 
so they can put this thing on him. Because like, he's, he's stopped going to school. He's yeah. refused. He's just been wallowing in self-pity 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The best way to live. Oh, yeah. And it... And so, so, yeah, they have to trick him to get the wig on. They finally get around, I look like a real boy again, it's great. And he goes to play soccer, and some bully is like, are you wearing a wig? And he just pulls the wig off, he's like, my life's ruined! And he he, he flails home, and uh-huh. it's sad again. Yep. And that night, what happens, Devlin? <laughs> and then, he is visited by the ghost of Christmas past and Christmas present. Oh, wait, that's that's a different movie. He is visited. That that would imply that he learns a lesson. That's right. <laughs> That's you're absolutely right. Which he does not. Not at all. Oh no. He is visited by the ghost of the homeless guy who who he gave all he had, which I didn't realize that's who that had. was. Right. Well, because the lighting is so bad, as many times I've as I've seen it in mm-hmm. it's it's I've never I've never really seen it in good resolution, I don't think. But it's a little hard to tell. But there's two ghosts. One right. of them is the homeless guy that he helped who who died the night of the fire. Who we're, we guess we're told died. later in the scene. And this very creepy lady who looks sort of like the human version of the um, the bag lady from the labyrinth. In the trash pile. Oh, I thought she looked like the pigeon lady from Home Alone 2. <gasps> is that? No, it's, it's not, not the same lady, actress. But, you're at, oh my but that's God, who it looks like. I didn't like. think about that. Oh my God, you're right. It's basically two homeless people are in his house. They're right. in his kitchen. And they're like, no, we're not homeless. We're, we're ghosts. ghosts. Ooh. <laughs> you believe us. He's like, how do I believe you? He's like, well, you can only hear us because you can see us. Close your eyes and, we, and you won't hear us anymore. And, yeah. And so it shows this image of like the homeless guy slamming on the cabinets. You don't hear anything. But that doesn't mean anything. He closes no, his eyes and all. it's silent. It really does. For all that matters, they're just the homeless people like, yo, we're yeah. not robbing you. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> and like, look, there are a lot of different ways you can prove your ghosts. On a budget as low as this. <laughs> they could have had some sear sheets as as over I'm their here, heads. All a Beetlejuice, you know? How much do you think this movie cost? Okay. So, I thought about this a lot over the years. <laughs> I really have. I've never bothered to check IMDb because I like to use my own imagination. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it says on there or not. Um, it does. Does it? Yeah. I I want to say that it cost a crap ton more than it really should have. I want to say that they they spent like $20,000 on this movie. <laughs> That's a crap ton more than it should have actually cost? $20,000? Yes. $20, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, your logic is right. They did spend a crap ton more on this movie than it looks like they did. $2,270,000. Oh, in- can I cuss on this Yeah, show? yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, in 1986. Holy gods. In 1986, they spent $2.27 million. $2 million. Holy crap. And I... Oh my god. Now here's the thing. I know where that money went. (laughs) I know the two places that money went. probably went went to all the drugs they were smoking while they were making it. Okay, I know the three places it went. Now that you've added drugs, you're right. Yeah. I'll get to them. I will flag them. Well, we I keep going okay. through our synopsis. Okay, good. So basically what happens is, it's their ghosts. Oh, you're ghosts. I bet you have a magical solution to the fact that I don't have any hair. We're ghosts. Yeah, we do. We're going to give you a magic formula. Yep. It's going to be great. 
So it turns out that it's a magic formula involving peanut butter. That's all we know. Name of the movie. It's a peanut butter solution. And Matthew screws it up and sure has does. to rat randomly the ghosts show up and they're like, so how's it going? He's like, I screwed it up. Can I have the formula again? It's a good thing we're back. And I, 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 I both love and am disturbed by every single scene that happened. I love that scene where he messes it up because he's making, he's, a kid. he's putting it into a smoothie, mm-hmm. a very smart way to go about it. Absolutely. With the, with the smoothie machine. Very, that's great. Absolutely. Well done, kid. Fully agree. And his dad and sister are watching him from the doorway thinking, like, this kid's what? lost it. He is totally gone, man. Right. He is totally gone. They thought he was making a suicide solution. <laughs> so they so they run in, and he's like, take that and throw it in the toilet. Oh, like, that's right. Throw it she out. She flushes it, it. She flushes the whole thing down the toilet. And then he goes back and, <laughs> of course, he's like, because my he- life is over. Because he doesn't write it down, so he has to get right. it again, because the ghosts happen to show up again. That's right. Because, you know, good Robin in the uh, in the uh, uh, the Baskin household. Yep. So he gets the solution again, and he figures it out, and what was it? It was only, just do one scoop of peanut right. butter. Right, one, That's one the tablespoon of peanut butter. And she specifically says, and and it does one of those, can- like, it zooms in as she's uh-huh. saying it, very important, one tablespoon, and what is the line she says? She's like, or he, oh, he asks her, he's like, what happens if I, if mm-hmm. I use more than I'm supposed to? And she said, she's like, you, you won't like what happens, or something. Crap! I should have written that down. I have all these notes. It's some obscure, ooh, it won't be good. (laughs) Exactly. It won't be good. And he's like, okay. But then... No one's ever reported positive. He he makes it the second time, and he he gets it right. Uh He's got all the ingredients the way they need to be in in a giant mixer bowl. And he starts, he's in the, he's in the bathroom mirror and he's, and he's putting it on very, you know, and it keeps dripping down his face. It's too watery. It's too watery. He needs to add something to like thicken it up so it doesn't mm-hmm. run down into his eyes. Coagulant. Thank you. I was thinking like a start, like a starchy thing, but coagulant's the correct scientific term. Very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it right sometimes. No, you, that was, that was a good pull. Like full marks. Um... So he adds another scoop of peanut butter because that's the well, coagulant. He, he adds decides. one, and then he takes a dip. It's not quite thick enough. He's like, "I'll make it five. Uh, so it's right. five total scoops. I only know this because I literally just saw it and wrote down the note. Yeah, <laughs> five scoops, which makes it nice and thick. And then he starts he starts putting it on, and it's staying right right on his head where he wants it. Uh, and then. <laughs> What I thought was so hilarious was, uh, in, in his inner monologue, he goes, wow, I'm a better painter than my dad. <laughs> yeah. That was so shitty. <laughs> his dad is a painter. His dad's a painter. A really shitty one. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he well, makes his right. living off painting. You're right. You're right. That- the art teacher hates the kid because his da- because the art teacher's a failed painter and the dad's a successful right. painter. Yep. 
Ah, oh, I thought our teacher's a monster. Anyway, so the, like basically he turns his head and there's only one thing that entire scene made me think. And that is... Ch-ch-ch-chia! Yep, exactly. So he turns his head into a chia pet and he goes to sleep with this whole goop on his head. He wakes up in the morning and he's nothing. Still totally bald. Still totally bald. He's upset. Bald as a hairless chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> and so he goes downstairs, and by the time he gets from upstairs to downstairs, little little buds of hair. Well, he doesn't see anything. Right. He he does. He looks in the toaster, which is which is what you do as a kid. As, you know, for, of course. You use a toaster as a mirror, of course. And he doesn't see anything, but then his sister is randomly walking by, and she's like, what? What is that on your head? You know, insert random plot device. Sure. What? What is that on your head? Oh, you know what? Hold on. Let, let me go. Let me go find the magnifying glass. So she's looking through the kitchen, through all of the doors, to find the magnifying glass. Sits down and looks really closely to find like little, little tiny, only, only seen through a magnifying glass. She could see from far away, walking from the other side of the but room. But then needs a magnifying glass. <laughs> exactly. Logic. Yep. So Matthew is getting hair, but it keeps growing. It doesn't stop growing. It grows a lot. Conservation of mass out the window, nope. and it just it just doesn't stop. And they're like, "Well, what do you do? Well, I had this peanut butter solution, and it worked, and it grew my hair back. That's amazing, cool." And then Connie comes over and is like, "Oh my gosh, that's great! Let's make this movie really weird." <laughs> As if it wasn't already. They're having this conversation in the bathroom. Uh-huh. For, I don't remember why. But they're talking about it in the bathroom. Oh, well, I, I guess it's because... Because there's he, a mirror he there. Was try- well, there's the mirror, and he was trying to keep it secret. Yeah. He didn't He didn't want to tell his dad and sister about it, I guess, or For whatever. For some reason. Whatever. Uh, so he's telling Connie about it, and Connie's like, Ooh, I, I know some places... I can I can try that. Connie out. decides to put the solution on his dick. <laughs> he sure does because he wants dick hair. Yep. <laughs> As you do. As you do. I mean, it's not a weird time in your life when you're like, "What is happening to me? Make it stop! I don't want this. Make nope. it go away." It's nope. no, no. I want luxurious I, locks, I, I, luxurious I wanna, locks I in the crotchal area. I want a full swamp down there. Ah. Uh. <laughs> And so the problem that Matthew has of his hair keeps growing and growing and growing, Connie has that too. Like, he wakes up and there's hair poking out of the bottom of his pants. Yep. And it's weird. And so they keep making us picture kid dick. They sure do. And it's, why would a movie do that to us? Not to mention the part we haven't gotten to yet where the, uh, where the, the senor is a total, is a total perv and a pedo. But, oh, uh, yeah. We'll- <laughs> for sure. We're going to get to that. So basically what happens is they try to hide the fact that Matthew's hair keeps growing. And they can't because it just keeps growing. To the point where the dad gets called into the office and the principal's like, your kid's hair is a problem. We don't know what this is. We don't want to submit it to science. Your kid's magical hair is a problem and is disrupting class. Mm -hmm. That's what we've chosen to do. We're not going to cut it because you can't because it grows back too fast. Yep. (sighs) Which... Which is all sort of, like, they make a big deal out of it, but it's not nearly a big enough deal. Like, the, you know, when he when he first started... Okay, let's rewind a bit to 
his sister finding the sprigs. Right. She sees the sprigs, and then within a matter of hours, he's got full Farrah Fawcett hair. Yes. Like, he's got a full head of hair. Well, he gets his normal, like within an hour, he gets his normal hair back. And right. He's, He's swimming his hands through it. Oh, my God. Oh, it feels so good to have my hair back. Oh, my God. And it looks good. Yeah. It looks fine. Looks boyish like it's supposed to. And then minutes later, it's, it's too falling long. over his shoulders. Uh-huh. And then it shows him at his desk in the classroom. And he's got like, you know. So that is the first place where I think this budget went. The quantity of wig hair that needed to be purchased because that's not something that's they had get to buy like anywhere a whole else. wig shop to do this movie and even still to like figure out how to make because its hair is so it's beyond the length of a wig so yes. it's wigs upon wigs it's extensions upon extensions that's right and the one part also while he's sitting there at the desk it it shows the little strand move like it's growing yeah. out you actively see it growing actively growing like twitching over his eyebrow to show, oh my God, it's really, it's really growing fast here, audience. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder, I wonder what sort of little, little thing they made to put like inside of there to well, make I assume it, someone's make hanging behind him with a wire just slowly pushing so? their arm Because it looked, it looked like it was falling right from the top of his scalp. They actually... That effect was, was pretty cool. The effect cool. was good. They, they did a lot of effects with the hair where I was like, oh, all the money they didn't spend on the ghosts, right. they spent on the hair. Yep. And it... Uh, but yes, that was cool. So what ends up happening is it's like, it's like an actual problem. Like, they're figuring out, like, what... Mm-hmm. And, and then eventually, like, they start cutting the hair. And... I don't remember how it got attached to a bra. No, I don't. How did it? <laughs> okay, so there's this art teacher who's a monster. He's had 17 different art teacher jobs oh my and he ends up getting we, fired. We, we got to talk about the art teacher. <laughs> so this art teacher is just an awful human being to the point where he's a monster, but he has this dog that he loves. Yes. It's the, his only redeeming quality. It's the best character that in the movie, that dog. in place of a, what, what would be... <laughs> If they were a little older, would be the nude model at the front of the class. He's, yes, he's using the dog as a model for. I mean, they're in. They're got to be in like junior high max, right? And they're taking this full on art class. I mean, I don't. I don't. I've never. I've never observed a public school that has one of these programs. But the, I guess this was in France, right. or this was supposedly to, even though it's an Quebec, English movie, whatever. Okay. Oh, that's right, Canada. We got we got there earlier, right? Okay. And so maybe they have those. I don't know. And so some people, so everyone's drawing the dog, and some people are doing fine. And Matthew like drew the dog, and then like a son in the picture, and the art teacher tears the picture down, crumples it up, throws it away. Well, he was How drawing. Dare well, he you. was drawing flames. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the dog was on fire for some reason. I slightly couldn't blame them. <laughs> I, didn't, I, th- I, didn't, I thought it was like drawing flames on the side of a car. I was like, look how awesome this dog is. I suppose this so. This dog's on a well, skateboard. It was a, it was a heavy metal dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so a bunch of different things happen. The art teacher gets fired because it turns out he's not actually a teacher. He's just claiming to be a teacher. Yeah. He's been going from school to school pulling pulling hijinks. Right. 
uh, we don't we don't know the level of hijinks until sort of later, even though it doesn't really. Well, anyway, we assume he touched a kid, but he hate, he hates right. He hates Matthew because Matthew's dad is a successful artist. Right. So he ends up, hey, Matthew's on his own walking from home, walking home, and the art teacher just kidnaps Matthew. Yeah. Just throws him right in his car. Throws him right in the car. Off his bike, pushes him down, and then pushes him off his bike, picks him up, puts him in his car. Right. Which sets up this whole, we have to find Matthew, we have to find Matthew, we have to find Matthew. Find whatever. But on the other side of it, Matthew's in this, uh, this art teacher's house... And the hair's a problem. It keeps, like, getting... It's and growing our everywhere. Like, I have to like uh... Ah, oh, crap. Oh, no. Oh, losing geek cred. What's the... What's the... Oh, Medusa. Like, it's very Medusa. It keeps, keeps growing out. Isn't there a Marvel character named Medusa? Oh, the, the Inhuman. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the one with snakes for hair. Yeah, yeah. Medusa's the right one. Yeah. Because uh, they had the Inhumans show. Oh, Medusa that's right. The there's, the hair. Oh, that's right. She's an Inhuman, but there's there's... There's God Medusa and then the hero Medusa, which right. has got to I was get like, really confusing. Yeah, no, those and... snakes don't really go anywhere. <laughs> oh, right. The, the Marvel character. Right. That's yes. correct. Uh-huh. And so our teacher needs to find something to do with it. And he ends up like figuring out, oh, well, th- this is hair. This would work really well. So he ends up snipping the hair and selling it as paintbrushes. And then, because he couldn't, he couldn't cut it fast enough from the hair growing out. Right. He starts kidnapping... More children. More kids to use as, as hair cutters. As sweatshop. Hair cutters and brush manufacturers. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, what? I watched this as a child. <laughs> this So this movie self-categorizes as adventure comedy family. It sure does. But it is described as like, like when you're on YouTube, it's described as like, horror and you're like no but then you get to this and they're like well it is kidnapped children so being used no. for a sweatshop yeah <laughs> it's a little too real is what i'm saying yep and here's when the movie <laughs> as if we hadn't gotten to that point this yet movie at this point turns out the hair is magic right turns out the magic hair is magic and when you paint with it, it's ultra-realistic paintings that you can literally jump in and be a part of. Yes. The paintings move. They shimmer. Mm-hmm. The dad, because he can't leave his art, takes buys some of these brushes and continues painting. He's like, my, my work has never been so good. Yep. And it... I don't... No. <laughs> Oh God! You're gonna to have to do so much editing of me. I uh, uh, laughing while there. I can't help it. This, this movie is just. Uh, I. So here's how they win. Connie ends up figuring out that they're kidnapping kids. So he tricks the he tricks it himself into getting kidnapped, and he leaves a paint trail right. along the way or something, 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 something. Yeah. And they have this final showdown, and they have the the the. The, the bad art teacher paints some pictures and show off and be amazing. And, oh, look at these amazing things. And they have him paint its abandoned, burned out building. And they have him go up into the building. And he gets scared, falls down, and has lost all of his hair. Mm-hmm. But not his goatee. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like Walter White. He sure does. 
Yep. And so he's chasing them around and, and then all that, and they haven't actually beat him, so then they end up catching him in a cage or something or whatever. And Right. Trapped in, now trapped inside the painting. Was Is he trapped it? in the painting? No, I thought they just captured him in a cage or something. Oh, I thought, I thought he finally got, shit, I didn't get, I don't remember. I forgot, I, it's been so long. I don't I remember. All the way to and the it end doesn't today. matter. Because he's <laughs> chasing them around. Oh yeah. And he's bald and he's not in the painting. Like that's the, the Getting him to look at the scary thing is the last that they involve the paintings. That's it. Now they have to capture him for real. <laughs> the paintings are uninvolved. They get him in a cage. Yep. And then they escape. But be- And so now Matthew is like, oh, I get it. And he walks up the painting and goes and looks inside. And he walks into the building. And he finds the two ghosts. You're what scared me. Yeah. We scared you. You lost all your hair. Oh, but now I'm not scared of you. Yeah. You're not going to have weird hair anymore. Oh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Great. That's great. So the teacher gets arrested. (laughs) They go home. Yep. The mom shows up. End of movie. Roll credits. Roll credits. For no reason. Turns out, one, she's alive. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. I assumed it was like, oh no, she died. Because they setting it up, exactly. Yeah. That that she had, like, that was the story that she right. had gone to Australia. But, but, but she had actually died in a terrible car wreck or right. something. The dad and sister were like, no, she's dead, but Matthew can't handle it. So, no, she's in Australia. And she actually supposedly has been on, in Australia this whole time. But then she shows up. But then it turns out she was gone for, like, a couple months. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I loved... When the professor was talking about his dog, like his first his first few lines were like the dog's muscles. Wait, that's he wasn't French; he was Italian for some reason. For some reason, <laughs> wrong accent. But he was like he was talking about the the bold muscles of the dog. Yes, like and and somehow equated it to. This is how they needed to use their imagination for for their drawing, for their painting. Well, he's one of those bad teachers where if you don't think creatively the same way he thinks creatively, you're wrong. <laughs> Which was like when he's going around the classroom <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that is, that's terrible. And then uh, he's like, uh, he goes to the girl, oh. And he's like petting Fantastic. her hair and oh, touching yeah. her shoulders. Oh, yeah. It was so weird. So creepy. And then he's like, he said, oh, I think he said it to Connie. Actually, was Connie in the class? Yeah. He said, I think he said to Connie, he tells Connie, I don't want to see imagination. I want to see accuracy. Yeah. He did <laughs> say that. He had just said he had just told everyone use, to your, use imagination. your imagination <laughs> i think i sh- i think what i shouted what at my computer <laughs> i was like I, I, yeah no it doesn't like there were a couple times when even like watching at 1.5 speed on youtube i was like i gotta see that again yeah and that was one of them because i was like no i'm sorry no all right so we've been oh, talking about God. this for a while so we have to figure out how to make this movie good because here's the thing it can be absolutely First of all, you got to make the characters likable. Next uh, thing. 
Um, oh, by the way, the, the paintings, the weird CG paintings, that's where the rest of their budget went, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, because right. they're, they're, they're these weird, fantastical, magical things, and they were really, re- those paintings looked good. Mm-hmm. That's where their budget went. Absolutely. So, because of right. that, it's, I can't decide if we need to cut the magic hair, like, it has other properties or not, because I think we need to keep it, because it's just, well, it's just weird piled on top of weird on top of weird, and... But at the same time, I feel like we need to start the movie with the two kids coming home. Hey, you want to go check out this building? No. Do it anyway. Great. Oh, no, you lost all your hair. Three minutes into the movie, we're in. That's how the movie starts. Right. All this, like, because it takes us 20 minutes to get there. Yeah. And this movie is... It's an hour and a half. It's 90 minutes. 90 minutes, yeah. And it... I like... I like the sister trying to be the mom, especially if the sister knows the mom is dead. And he's like, stop being like that. She's going to come back. Yeah. Sure. Stop wearing her clothes. She's going to be upset with you when she, she comes back. Sure. And to, I, but I want to, like, the joke would be you can make the sister a little bit older, but no, I want her to stay a little bit younger mm-hmm. because then she can do all these things. Like, she gets into bed with the dad and's like, dad, no, go yeah, to your room. Yeah. Stop Get being out. weird. Don't do everything. This is a fun game you're playing, but don't be weird about it. <laughs> And then, let's talk about the ghosts. Okay. Let's talk about them. They have to be ghosts. Yeah. Full-on ectoplasmic entities. Yeah. The end. <laughs> like, yeah. well, how do I know you're ghosts? Well, I'm floating. <laughs> yeah, that's a good indicator. Mm-hmm. Well, come over here and look at me. Am I on the ground? No. Like, stick his hand through them. Yeah. Or, you know, like... Drop a bowl on their heads or, or something. Or they're see-through. Yeah. And what I would like to do is this. I like the idea of them robbing the family, but they can't really take things. So I like the idea of them taking the essence of something. So, like, they're taking the essence of a box of cereal. So the cereal was fresh, but now when you eat it, it tastes stale and gross. Uh, so they took the, uh, the actual yeah. spirit of the thing with it. So now all that's left is just the physical components and it's just not good anymore. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And so they give him a solution and they put some of these things into this. They, they make it for him. Right. Because they're ghosts and can. And so they're using their spiritual things to put this thing on his head. And so they're giving it like the spirit of hair. So it's like actually growing like, oh, my God, this is the best hair that could possibly be right. possibly growing. Everyone loves it. Oh, my God. It's so amazing because it is the essence of the products. It's the it's the spirit. It's the ghost yes. of. And so that, the, that's how it works. Yeah, it's the spiritual emanation of, of hair, but it's not it's not actually real hair. Well, it's... It's, it's magical. It's spirit essence magical hair. Yeah. It's really growing because it's, it's like basically the spirit essence is making his follicles constantly grow hair. Uh-huh. But, be, but it's magic because the ghosts made it and they made it with the essence of the ingredients instead of... With the homeopathy of the ingredients. Ooh. No, the essence of the ingredients <laughs> uh, instead of like the actual physical things. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're just dumping peanut butter in your head, kid. What are you doing? Yeah. Like they literally can have him make it. It doesn't work. They're like, no, we'll show you. They do what they make it. They put it yeah. on his head. It's like, well, I can't make that. I'm not a ghost. Do you want to be? <laughs> no. No. Good choice. I'm surprised that she didn't make that threat because... She, that ghost lady was a total asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but she what says, does she care? she's like, sometimes I'm very good, but sometimes I'm mean. And then. I think that's when they, the foreshadowing for yeah. when they re- we reveal that that's the. Here's the thing. I don't think we should ever find out what's in the building. 
Oh no. I think that finding out that it's no, the two that's ghosts, too much of a reveal. Yeah. It needs to it's the it's the magic glowing box in pulp fiction. It doesn't matter. Right. He saw a scary thing and it's up to us to right. try to figure out an idea of what it was. Absolutely. And I just think that like eventually just it wears off, whatever. But that also is like he's like weird magic ghost hair. So when they paint with it, it's they they're actually the es- like the actual spirit and essence of what they're painting really works because it you can it's the pure energy mm-hmm. of that thing and that's why it's so magical right and that would be an okay movie just with that, interesting I, characters yeah i would watch that who would you who would you want to direct it we'll get there i'm not there oh, yet. okay okay <laughs> what else do you think because what do you think the movie as it is now what is the core essence of this movie okay well michael is going on this fantastical adventure that turns very dramatic matthew uh, right <laughs> Matthew, oh, I'm Matthew. Matthew McKay. No, I'm sorry. No, it's my, you're no, right. It is Michael. The actor who plays him is Matthew McKay. Ma- He's right. playing the character. Of, oh. I've been calling him Matthew this whole time. His name is Michael. <laughs> you're right. I'm wrong. I only, wrote down Matthew. only because I wrote it down like yeah. 20 times, and um, I wrote but, down but the wrong Michael, thing. No, <laughs> Michael is having this fantastical adventure. Things go very awry. Right? It's because it could totally be very like never-ending story. Absolutely. Right? We where he's he's having this fantastical adventure. Um, there are all these like there are magical people and magical properties that are happening around him and to mm-hmm. him. Right. We've got to have like a sinister bad guy, but not a pedo because that's that's well, too much. I think we can <laughs> still have the teacher's name was. The Senor. The Senor, yeah. I think we can still have him as the antagonist, because to, to a kid, a teacher is an amazing antagonist. It's perfect. Absolutely. But yeah, not a pedo. <laughs> I mean, for all I care, he can be Gargamel. Oh, yeah. Because it's Gargamel and his cat. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're right. But, it. look, I, I kind of see this movie as Neverwhere. Have you read Neverwhere? No. The, the Neil, it's a Neil Gaiman book where basically, like, as soon as you become aware of the world under the world, it you you start being able to see it everywhere. Something happens that that triggers your like third eye or ability Things to unseen see. Unseen cannot be unseen. Yeah, it's because normal people water off a duck's back, brush right by, no mm-hmm. concept of seeing this thing. But as soon as you do see it, you can't not see it. And so, Michael, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden just like starts seeing all these things all over the place and like like oh wow like he sees this scary thing and like all of a sudden enters this world of the unseen but the thing is is that he still doesn't have any hair and he feels bad about it mm-hmm. sad <laughs> so he looks for a magical solution he happens to meet ghosts and he like he can honestly go on like a mini adventure in the magical world like can you help sure. me get my hair back dragon does it look like i have hair right then, then it sort of becomes like a little bit more Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Then, then he's he's going on this journey to, um, okay, here here could be another element. Great. That it's not just happening to him. Once it starts happening to him, it starts happening to other kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he's going on this journey to be the hero to figure out the solution, and then once he gets to that point, then it then it retcons. 
all of the hair situation that's happening to all of these kids. Right? And it'd be especially important if really only kids are able to perceive it because exactly. it's a magical world. Of course. And if the senior is someone who used to be able to, he's Mr. Crocker from the Fairly Odd Parents. Right. And he's that's like, perfect. and he realizes, oh, these kids are being able to see this magical world. If I use them, I can get it back. Mm-hmm. He's just a desperate man trying to reclaim the, the wonder and imagination he had in his youth, as we all are. Yes. He doesn't necessarily want to hurt the kids. He just wants to be able to see what they see and, and, and experience their world again. Right. And also, he's a weird, creepy old man. Um, <laughs> with a dog. Yeah. Or a cat. Who cares? And, and, and so that's what... And so, like, he figures out that once Michael has this magical thing in his hair, like, oh, that hair is that magical thing. I can use it. And he starts trying to figure out ways. And because he's a pa- he's a painter... He tries to paint with it, and he's like, I can reclaim it. I can see this magic again because I can see it in the paintings that I gave. The problem is, is that this is just one thing. What does this other kid see? I want his magic, too. Mm-hmm. And I want this kid's magic. Right. And this kid's magic. And yep. this kid's magic. And the sister is someone who's just old enough that she's losing that magic. Mm-hmm. But when they go to rescue her and that everything comes back, for her it comes back for a little bit, too. And Connie is figuring out what his magic is in the world. Right. For as long as he's able to imagine it. Because he's finally able to have that imagination. And so they're finally people who are able to not think with their minds, but think with their hearts or whatever. Aww. And it's a movie, and I think the movie will be about how it's important to have that kind of that magical belief and to hold on to things. And he... He can start the movie by looking for his mom and trying to find her. Oh, absolutely. And when he finally is like, oh, I guess I kind of have to acknowledge that she's gone and not coming back. Right. And that's like, yeah. And that's and that's the beautiful closure of the end of the movie where she... Oh, we, I was going to say that's when the magic dies. Oh. And that's when his hair stops oh growing. Because <laughs> the mom okay. is not coming back. She's dead. <laughs> end of movie. You are a terrible person, Sam. I can't bring people back from the dead, Devlin. Can't do it. Come on, man. I never <laughs> like that part of the three wishes rules. But but w- would that work? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so I recast one, two, three, four, five, six people, and that's okay. it. Okay. Um. So let's start with the cast, and then we'll get into uh, and then we'll get into the writer director. So we have to start with Michael. Sure. The character of Michael, I have a kid named Benjamin Haig. Let me pull that up so you can see. What is that the one in the in the King Arthur movie, in the King Arthur kids movie that just came out? No, he's the kid in The Conjuring 2. Oh. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. He's just this little, adorable, precocious <gasps> oh little kid. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Because here's a point in the podcast yeah. where I point this out. Normally for these episodes, I'm like, let's bring some color into this. Let's do, let's, 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 let's do a little diversity in this movie. Uh huh. This movie doesn't work if the kid's black. <laughs> right. Because white kids are so concerned about their hair. I know for me, yep. <laughs> as a, as a white 30 year old, I'm real concerned about my hair. Uh huh. Same. <laughs> I see, like, black kids and people, uh, and like kids of other ethnicities just, yeah, I shaved my head. I just didn't yeah. want hair. Right. It doesn't work if it, like, no. Like, it, the, the, the kid has to be he, like, he would, and that's why I think it'd be yeah. really funny if like he's interacting with people who are like, I don't have any hair. Do you have anything I can do about that? And people are like, who cares? Uh, who it's cares? fine. Yeah. It's just hair. Wear a hat, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> It'll grow back. Yep. It's hair. Whatever. 
Anyway, just a cute kid. He's yeah. been in stuff. Kind of yeah, like that's him. that's good casting. Who did you um, have for Michael? So I didn't I didn't actually see it, but I got uh, I picked up all of my SAG screeners yesterday um, that I that I haven't watched any of yet. But um, I got a beautiful boy, uh, which I forgot about until I until I got the screener in my hands. I know it got rave reviews. I think that kid isn't might that work. kid a little too old. Um, I mean, there's this kid who plays him when he's 12 years old. I mean, look at this kid. This is a person. <laughs> okay, not not him. Well, this is the one who plays the kid when he's 12 years old. Oh, really? Uh-huh. He looks like a greaser. Yeah, well, he looks like a... Have you seen Sandlot? Oh, yeah. He looks like the kid from Sandlot. He totally does. Because this is the kid from the movie. He's in Shazam now. Ah, that makes sense. That'll come back. Anyway. <laughs> okay, I'll just agree uh, with your well, casting. Well, no, that. I think this might be the kid you're talking about. Because here is a child. Okay, there we go. So you're talking about Christian Convery? Convery. Yes. He's in Beautiful Boy, he's in Venom, he's in Descendants, there we he's go. in Playing With Fire. I mean, he's he's in Descendants 3 yeah, as that, Squeaky. That that looks like a, an American white kid. Yeah, let's with go with very, him. With, and look at his hair in that picture. Look at his lustrous locks. <laughs> his lustrous locks, exactly. Yeah, I, I think the, that the, kid would work very well. They'd, they'd show up to the same audition, and I think this kid would just beat out the other one. Mm-hmm. Good. Christian Connery. Which leads us to, I wrote just down, his friend. But uh, name's Connie, whatever. Connie. Who'd you have for the friend? I am I am honestly, I I really don't know. On you don't have one. any small Asian children on, uh, <laughs> uh, at your fingertips, and I use that word intentionally? Um, I, well, he is the token Asian. If we're if we're staying with uh, with an Asian American for for this, I think we should because let's be honest, this is a very white movie. Oh, <laughs> it, the, 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 the movie's about a kid who loses his hair. Yeah, it's a white movie. Absolutely. Like, just, just I mean, I'd love to bring like more diversity oh, to this from uh, the ABC show, right? It's right here. Is it fresh off the boat? Yes, yes. yes the actor I have sense. is Ian Chen. From Fresh Off the Boat, he's in the new Shazam movie, he's been in Grey's Anatomy. Look, we're all angry at this kid's IMDb page. <laughs> um, but he's a great actor, he's on Fresh Off the Boat, he's very, very funny, and he's funny without necessarily being stereotypical. Mm-hmm. He's just a kid who happens to be Asian, so great. Absolutely. That's why I think we should go with Ian Chen. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. That kid's ready to go, man. Yeah. And Michael doesn't get to keep the solution... So Ian doesn't get to put the solution on his dick. It's weird. <laughs> no one likes it. No, we uh, do not. <laughs> um, uh, it's bad. So that brings me to uh, the sister. The sister. Who do you have for the sister? Okay, so she's got to be a little bit older. A right? little bit, she's, yeah. She's angling towards her teens. She's got to be, you know, she has a, she's trying to be a lot more mature than she really is, right? Right. I know it may be, she might be a little bit older than what we're going for, but I'm going to go with Barb from Stranger Things. Ah, do you know that actress's name? I should, but I don't remember. Uh, she's 21. Oh yeah, that's right. Her name is Shannon Purser. Shannon Purser. Purser. Shannon so Purser. sorry, Shannon. I'm sorry. She was born in 1997, which means she's 21. Okay, well. Shannon Purser. Well, let's see who I have. Because obviously she plays younger. Absolutely. I have. Because Shannon Purser, in that, in that role, she's so, she's so sweet. 
and ve- like very kind and innocent, but she's also very authoritative when she needs to be. Absolutely. Right? Which is why I mean, she's we were barred. so, we were like, exactly. She's the one true we squirrel sobbing. girl. Oh my God! Oh! <laughs> I know, I know that uh, that uh, uh, Milana Weintraub is going to be playing her, which will be awesome. But we I, all I, love Milana Weintraub. We do. We yeah, do. You she's cannot, great. You can't not, not love Milana, but I would. But also, I, it would have been great listen, if it had been. Shit. I think. I think when the when the uh, Squirrel Girl movie comes out, there should be they should include the scroll plotline. And Shannon Purser should be a scroll squirrel girl. And we get all mixed up in that. And then they have to fight Thanos. And okay, that's that's a totally different podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> so much I don't know about things. My sister, whose name I don't know, is uh, Isabella Crevetti. And the IMDb page on this little girl is astounding. It says that like the biggest thing that she's been in recently is Joy as Young Joy. Joy was the movie with, uh, who's her face? Uh, uh, Jennifer shoot. Lawrence. Thank you. Jennifer yep. Lawrence. She's in The Talk. She's in Mustache Dude. I don't know whatever that is. She was in The Great Gatsby. She's Shine in the TV show Shimmer and Shine. Okay. She's Vampirina in the TV show Vampirina. She's wow. in Colony and Secrets and Lies wow. and Scorpion. She's been busy. And she's a very prolific young actress. I see that. But she's also in a lot of, like, dramas and things. And mm-hmm. so I feel like she'd kind of be able to do, like, that take charge. Like, no, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. But also she's a child, so it's still funny. Right. So I want her to cool. be playing that dramatic self, but in a comedy. Got it. So that's the idea. Uh, cool. So then let's talk about the dad. I'll go first this time. Um, the dad, <laughs> he needs to kind of be a little bit more bumbling than he I is. I gotta bring up one more thing about the dad. <laughs> Please. <laughs> They're 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 very as lost as they get in the writing. They really get some great meta points throughout the movie. One of them being how the the whole the the whole thing is that uh, this poor boy is turning into cousin it, and yet his dad is definitely going bald himself, right? Like, and has been for quite some time. Absolutely, like he's got a full you know golf strip through the middle of his head. Yep. <laughs> And in Battlestar Galactica, he's very bald. Is he? Oh, yeah. But which is why my casting is Scott Adsit. <laughs> I can't do any better than that. I mean, he is, the, like, he is yes, the bald guy yes, from yes, 30 Rock. Yes, yes, And just in my head, it's this idea of he like goes to the kid and goes, <laughs> you had a magical solution to grow hair back? And you didn't give any to me? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Exactly. The hell, Michael? <laughs> that's all I want? That's the entire dad involvement? Yes. That's what's necessary. 100%. The only other person that I could possibly pick that we already, has already been previously mentioned in this episode is Brian Cranston. Right. Because, I mean, you know. He, I mean, I for sure considered him for the Very for the serious, but also simultaneously totally hilarious. Right. Uh, it would be funny, except he still has a full head of hair. <laughs> Well, he's gotten rid of it before. Yeah, it's true. Bald cap. I, yeah, but at that point, he's just being... <laughs> you, you. If there's any actor you can't put in a bald cap, <laughs> it's Brian Cranston. 
Like at that point, there's no movie he can do now, no TV show he can be in, and he won't be he Walter be... White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, sure. but I agree with you. I do think it needs yeah. to be someone bald. So Scott adds it. Yeah, but great. that brings yeah, us Scott, to no. You're right. Scott adds it. That has to be it. You're right. That brings us to the Senor. Now it needs to be someone who is just a real I'm weirdo. Going back to you mentioned Gargamel before. Yeah, the guy who played Gargamel in the Smurfs movies. Who plays Gargamel in the Smurfs movies? I have no idea. Okay. But whoever that actor is... Let's find out. Oh, Rain Wilson? Are you see Rain Wilson is Gargamel? Rain Wilson is Gargamel. Holy shit. Wow. Wow, indeed. That's, an, that, that's not bad. Well, I have to watch at least one of them now. <laughs> I guess. I wasn't gonna. Still not. But I love Rain Wilson so much. The the person that I had for the senior is uh, an actor who's just a real weirdo. As, you may not recognize his name, but as soon as you pull up a picture of Stephen Toblowski. Oh my god, Stephen Toblowski, yes. Oh. And he is he's such a profound character actor. Oh my is. god, wow. But he's another person who is bald, and yeah. therefore it's really bald, yeah. When the bald kid gets hair, and he's just like, <laughs> the hell? It has to be magic. Right. <laughs> and, yep. and that's why I just thought he was funny. And also, like, he's totally into, like, the woo-woo mystical oh, stuff. Yeah, for sure. And he can go back and forth between being goofy and fun and being sinister, but in a kid way. That's why I thought it would be, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Toblowski would be fun. Rain Wilson would also be fun, because he also can play that, like, just the just oh, this yeah. weird side of whatever. So I'll go uh-huh. with whoever you think. But, like... I mean, if you like Rain Wilson, maybe we have to go with Rain Wilson. Hmm. I love Rain Wilson so much. Rain Wilson? Yeah. Let's All right, Rain Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And then, here's the thing I did. I don't have two ghosts. I just have one ghost. Just a just a lady. Because we don't need to have an old hobo man die. It's just a ghost lady who's robbing him. Okay. Great. Do you, do you have more than that? Do you have both ghosts? I mean, I have, I have a whole list. For the ghost? Here's what here's what I thought Please. of actually is that I would love it to be Tina Fey and Amy Poehler like both playing both playing ghosts who are both like robbing him at the same time right and doing their whole shtick you know yeah um are they charactery enough are they charactery enough yes I mean in appearance. they're the <laughs> they're the most charactery yeah. I, I'm open to the idea. The person that I have is an actress named. Okay. If if we're only if we're going with one person to play them both, we're not necessarily. I'm more than happy to do two. Okay. I, I'm fine with this scenario. I'll tell you who it should be. Maria Bamford. Okay. Do you know Maria Bamford? I, of course, I know Maria Bamford. She's nuts. Correct. But in a good way. In a great way. Right. She and she's like her personal stance is already listeners. You can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm sort of doing a slow Kermit arm flail. She's always very her entire essence is sort of always a little bit fidgety. And so I think she would make an incredible ghost. Plus, she's freaking hilarious. I love Maria Bamford. Or maybe or maybe like Amy Sedaris. Nope, too weird. Let's go with (laughs) Maria Bamford and let's pair her. With Eddie McClurg. Eddie McClurg is... Oh my god! Is this character oh actress. God. Oh, I know who she is. John Hughes movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. 
She's hysterical and amazing, and she needs to be in more things. And the very short-lived 80s series, Out of This World, which I watched, I don't know how many times as a kid. Have you seen this show? Never heard of it. She played, she played the nosy neighbor, and it was about this girl who was half human and half alien. And um, she, her mom was human, her dad was the alien, and her dad was played by Burt Reynolds. Weird. And she communicated with him through this crystalline box that would open and it would do this cool little like CGI glow thing. And she would talk to her dad and he would give her advice while she was having, you know, these teenage adventures. And one of her many powers was that she could touch her fing- her pointer fingers together and stop time. Right, which very much, um, very much, uh, very much Zach, Zach from time out. Saved by the Bell, yeah. exactly. Which, Weird. which I, I have had many debates over the years as to who stole what from who. But I, th- I think that Saved by the, I think the Saved Isn't by the Bell by writers, the nineties. Well, it started in the late eighties after, because uh, I think Out of This World was. It'd be funny if it was the same writer. Eighty six to eighty. A, I, I want to say. I will take your word for it. <laughs> Don't have time. But, uh, oh yeah, God. Uh, Edie McClurg is a great poll. Good. All sure. right. Edie McClurg and Maria Bamford are the ghosts. Which, that's all the actor. that's all the characters I had. So that just leaves me with writer, director, or writer slash director. Okay. So we want this movie to be, we, we still want it to very much, we want it to have a fantasy element. We want it to ha- be an adventure. All right. Right. But because I love the dark essence of not the creepy element, sure, sure. but the dark element of the movie, uh-huh. right? I would love Guillermo to direct this. You want Guillermo del Toro <laughs> to direct Peanut Butter Solution? <laughs> My pick's not much better, and we'll and you'll okay. see. Okay, okay, um, great. As I'm as ready for it. All right, Richard Linklater. <laughs> okay, here's why. Okay, tell me. He directed Boyhood, yeah, but also School of Rock. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's the essence of figuring out what yeah. is childhood, <laughs> but also, hey, let's have some fun. Sure. So my choice isn't much better. <laughs> He's presumably directed other things. Yeah. And like he really gets to the essence of what it is to yeah. be a child. Oh, yeah. But Guillermo del Toro would have a lot more fun with ghosts. For sure. Or, of course, Tim Burton. We can't do Tim Burton. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I'm so sick of Tim okay, Burton. Okay, okay. Throw him out. I would much rather do Guillermo del Toro. He's incredible. I think he would do a great job with it. Yes. So let's talk about the writer then. Okay. My writer wrote Little Miss Sunshine ah. and Toy Story 3. Holy crap. It is a writer named Michael Arndt. Arndt. Right. A-R-N-D-T. A-R-N-D-T. You know stuff better than I do. <laughs> yeah. Him. And he wrote both those things. So basically, it's something that can be heartfelt and wonderful like Little Miss Sunshine and heartfelt and wonderful like Toy Story yeah, 3, yeah. but in different ways. Okay. So okay. we have the weirdness of Guillermo del Toro and that weird sense of humor that he has. Mm-hmm. But then you come in with like the childlike wonder of Toy Story 3 as well as the deeply meaningful personal react- relationships yes. of Little Miss Sunshine. Great. That's what I have for writer. Okay. Who'd you have? All right. So the guy I picked is... Pretty much only known so far for one show, and he's mostly a TV writer. But he gets it right with 
writing, uh, very well written stuff about kids and family, but also knows how to really tug on the heartstrings. Adam F. Goldberg. From the Goldbergs? The Goldbergs. Interesting. Interesting choice. Now, the reason why I wouldn't go with him is because he's only done the Goldbergs, and the Goldbergs is basically a, a hilariousified version of his own childhood. Right. Leaning heavily on nostalgia. The, the thing that I love about Adam so much, in which is the whole essence of the Goldbergs, I, I love him and the show so much because he really, he really gets like nostalgia and pop culture and the eccentricities of a, a modern family. Although, you know, speaking of that, one of the writers for Modern Family. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I I think I think Adam F. Goldberg would be would be a really interesting choice that that no one could expect, and I think he would do an amazing job. I will give you Adam F. Goldberg for one reason and one reason only. What? Okay. Peanut Butter Solution came out in 1986. That's right. That's your entire argument, which yeah, means that yeah. he's seen it and he loves it because Correct. it's from the and 80s. I, and I have. I fully believe in my heart of hearts that he has seen it and he has the same opinions about it that I do where it's totally weird and fucked up, but he watches it about every five years or so. And he's like, this is way out there. I still love it. That's a good reason because 1986. Exactly. There you go. So I have some weird trivia for you uh, Uh about this movie. Okay. First of all, Skippy peanut butter Paid for yes, prominent I that. plot product placement in this movie. They had yep, it's I always it. facing. It's that's if right. Anything this movie is made by just Skippy. like Reese's and ET. <laughs> well, well, that's like they went to them. I would believe that Skippy was like, "Let's make a movie about peanut butter." Actually, they didn't. It was supposed to be M and M's. No, 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 no I know. E- the ET people went to M and M's, and then they went to Reese's. Reese's was like, "We'll we'll do it." Yes. Yeah. No. No. no I I meant like. Skippy went to to Hollywood. We want a peanut butter movie. Here's some money. Are you serious? No, I'm saying that would be crazy, right? (laughs) That's my conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they make a movie called the peanut butter, like, peanut butter's the solution. Skippy? Skippy peanut butter. I would believe that. I have no evidence to back that up, but I'd believe it. That is, yeah, not a bad theory. Here is the thing that will blow your mind the most. I'm ready for it. This film... Features the first English language songs performed by Celine Dion. Holy crap. Oh, I forgot. Yes. The French language version of this film, because this movie is both in English and French, which is why it sounds weird, because every single English line is dubbed, features French language versions of the same songs. So basically she sang it in French. And then sang it in English. Listeners, you can't see this right now, but my mouth is on the floor. It is a gate. <laughs> this movie is so French-Canadian, it hurts. Oh because Celine God. Dion is like, right. I'm coming, Hollywood. That's right. I forgot that I knew that. <laughs> All right. So with that in mind, let me take you through uh, our cast of this movie. Peanut Butter Solution <laughs> by Devlin and Sam. Michael will be played by Christian Convery. Uh, his friend, Connie, will be Ian Shen. His sister will be Isabella Crovetti. His dad will be Scott Adsett. The Signor will be Rain Wilson. The ghosts will be Eddie McClurg and Maria Bamford. 
written by Adam F. Goldberg and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Devlin, would you go see our new peanut butter solution? I have. I already purchased tickets. Great. My future self already has them in his pocket. Amazing. Devlin, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode. Thank you, Sam. What would you like to promote? What do you want people to know about you to follow, to do whatever? I would love for you to listen to my podcast, which is called Faux Real. That's F-A-U-X. You can find it across all of the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and even the Laughable Comedy app. Uh, You will know it's my show because it has a unicorn with headphones as the logo. It's super fun. His last interview is uh, with a guy named Corey Davis, who organizes all of these amazing uh, Hollywood, like, reunion movie mostly from the 80s and 90s and some horror movies thrown in here and there and he's also a social advocate and it's great and it's just a good interview yes uh sponsored by ross actually, for Less. thank you for bringing Corey up because his next event is actually coming up on april 2nd at the village this episode theater comes out after that well crap <laughs> well your pre your uh your past selves had have already seen it but <laughs> on april 2nd he's doing a scream trilogy and i know that david arquette will be there and some other people so That'll that's be gonna cool. be pretty cool this episode will come out on the 18th i believe aha uh-huh. of april great yeah so what is so faux real podcast listen to it subscribe it learn it love it yes please instagram and uh, twitter I am at all the places at my name, Devlin Wilder. And that's D-E-V-L-I-N, Devlin, not Devin, not Delvin, Devlin Wilder, like Gene Wilder. My son is also named Bort. <laughs> Good. If Love it. If you're interested in uh, following me, I'm at Sam Gash on Twitter, S-A-M-G-A-S-C-H. If you're interested in following the show, we are at Ideal Remake on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook, Ideal Remake and Ideal Remake Podcast. If you want to tell one friend this week about the show, I would really appreciate it and I would love you for it. So please, listeners, do it for little bald Michael. He just... He just wants his hair back so bad. He really does. That he's willing to trust two random people in his home in order to get it. Oh, also, you can follow Faux Real at all of the places, uh, social media-wise, at Faux Real Pod. Cool. Good. Love it. And so then I will end with saying that the best way to lose your hair is also the best way to get rid of hiccups. With a scare. Boo! <laughs> <laughs>